Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. All right, news roundup, information overload hour. Toll free, it's 800-941-SHAWN if you want to be a part of the program. We have a lot of economic news Uh, We now are on the verge of this possible rail strike, which would be catastrophic. Um, Now, the unions were offered a pretty good deal, a 24% increase, uh, back pay of about, on average, $11,000 and more sick time off. Uh, It's interesting that Biden, who told us in September uh, that he had resolved the issues, he only passed the buck to get past the election. Uh, It's a pretty dramatic departure now that Biden wants Congress to do his job and force the rail unions to take, you know, a deal and avert this strike. Um, I thought this was the the Joe Biden that was, you know, Mr. Pro-Union. Apparently not. Anyway, he said there's no path to resolve the dispute at the bargaining table. And it was last year that he was backing the unionization, for example, of Amazon. Last year, he was pushing for the unionization of uh, drives and, and praised organized labor He proposed his Protecting the Right to Organize Act, aimed at uh, unionizing practically the entire workforce. Uh, But instead, now, Biden can't get a deal done, so he's saying, Congress, we need you to fix this really, really quickly. Um, I'm not sure how that's going to work out. Uh, We did get some some data. I mean, it's relatively minor, but okay, not bad. The second estimate showing that the U.S. Uh, third quarter GDP went up 2.9 percent. The expectation was 2.7 percent, coming after two negative readings of 1.6 and 0.6 <coughs> in quarters one and two, respectively. Uh, you would think over at CNBC that that everybody did, just got a million dollars in the mail, that this is somewhat significant. I don't believe it is. Uh, but anyway, the House now beginning to take up legislation to avert this this rail strike. What it would mean for the American people? Well, we bring in uh, our friend David Bonson. He is the co-founder, managing partner of the Bonson Group, author of the book uh, Dividend Cafe. It, well, it's actually a, a website. It launched a six-part series, No Free Lunch in Defense of Capitalism. 
Our friend Steve Moore is with us, economist, author of Trumponomics, Inside the American First Plan to Revive Our Economy. Uh, Steve Moore, let me start with you. Let's talk about, first of all, the, the rail strike, Joe's changing position, and if it does occur, what does it mean? Well, first of all, Joe, I mean, uh, Sean, isn't it surprising that we have this ra- imminent rail strike when, what was it, about three or four or five weeks ago, uh, Joe Biden had a, a major press conference, remember, in the Rose Garden, where he said, mission accomplished, we've solved this problem. <laughs> and it's kind of suspicious to me, Sean, that here we are two weeks after the election, uh, and now all of a sudden we have a rail strike impending. I wonder if that was a, a deal made between the unions. One thing you said, Sean, which is, that this sounds like a pretty good deal for the unions. I'm not so sure about that. Now, normally, I'd say yes. Well, they're getting a 24% increase. Yeah. And they're getting an $11,000 bonus check on average. Doesn't sound awful. Yeah, it's not awful, but here's the point. Yeah, a 24% increase is, is uh, you know, in normal times, a really good pay raise. But let's not forget, we've had 14% inflation since, since Biden came into office already. And if you think we're going to continue to have 5 or 6% inflation, you know, they're barely keeping up with the inflation. My point is that Biden inflation is causing labor unrest all over the country. I think you're going to have more strikes. Remember what happened in the 1970s when we had rapid inflation. You had all sorts of strikes, and, and workers were agitated. They were angry, as they should be. And my point is this is all a result of Biden letting this inflation get so out of control. And I'm not so sure I like the idea of congressional Congress intervening here. I mean, why don't they basically have the, the rail workers and the, and the companies come to an agreement that they can both live with? Because this may not be a good deal for the workers. I'm not sure, but I don't, I don't like the idea of Congress imposing this on the companies and the workers. What's your take, David Bonson? You know, these things are so um, uncomfortable for conservatives like myself, where you have to give an opinion on what they're doing within a framework that you don't agree with any of it. Right. I, I don't want the Congress. By the to way, that, the that is a great way to put it. I'm, I wish I said it that way. That is exactly right. Well, thank you, Sean. I, I think that um, this is a good deal. And if I were a party in the transaction, I would be taking the deal. And yet I'm not a party in the transaction. And you know who else isn't? President Biden. Now, here's the thing. They gave them legislative authority 30 years ago. So now Congress does have an authority that I don't think they should have. But as Steve pointed out, you have four unions not liking it, eight unions who do like it. And it does appear they have the votes to go forward, force everyone to do it. I just think the whole thing speaks to the untenable relationship between labor and big government and that ultimately we should be restoring the economic principle of wage earners and management coming to deals on their own and not needing government to be involved. What do you think when you when you look at it through the prism of history and one of Ronald Reagan's first acts uh, was to fire the air traffic controllers if, if they didn't get back to work? Right, and that's an example where they had that authority, and he took the hardline approach, and I think it was a historically powerful moment. I do think if President Biden were to say, fine, we're going to fire the rail workers or allow this strike to go through, I think most people on the right would be real critical of Biden if he did it now because we have all these supply chain problems that I think he largely exacerbated. And so it is true, if you had a railroad strike now, you would end up with even more supply chain 
having difficulties. So really, the president's in a no-win situation, and some of it's his own making. Some of it's not, if I'm being fair. But either way, the toughness that President Reagan had is now leverage that this president doesn't have because of the whole economic situation he's created. Let me go to another issue involving the economy in this deal that uh, Joe Biden now apparently has made with Chevron uh, to allow them to start drilling again in, in Venezuela. You know, it's fascinating. As a country, we do not even recognize uh, Maduro as the duly elected president of Venezuela, nor does 49 other countries. But putting that off to the side. Uh, we have all this energy under our feet here in America and offshore. We have more gas, more, more oil, more coal than these countries combined. Uh, here is White House spokesman uh, John Kirby being grilled by Fox's Peter Ducey over this very issue. On the sanctions relief for Venezuela, yeah. why is it that President Biden would rather let U.S. companies drill for oil in Venezuela than here in the U.S.? That's uh, not an accurate take uh, on the president's view. Earlier this month, he said no more drilling. There is no <laughs> more drilling. Does the president think there's some benefit to the climate to drill oil in Venezuela and not here? No, it has nothing to do with a benefit to the climate here. How do you reconcile that, Steve? Steve Moore, I go through my list. It's better for us to be energy independent because it's good for national security. It creates high-paying career jobs in the energy sector for American citizens. It lowers the price at the pump. It lowers the price to heat and cool your home. It would have a big impact on this 40-year record high of inflation. And yet they steadfastly uh, will uh, are unwilling to produce energy domestically, but they're willing to import it from countries that hate us. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, my head is spinning around about this as well. I think most people don't get it, and, and it's incomprehensible. You know, when I used to talk to Trump about energy policy, you know, starting back in 2016 when he first started running for president, he always talked about making uh, America Saudi America. And what he meant by that is we're going to become the dominant energy country in the world. And, Sean, we did it. <laughs> we accomplished that by the end of his presidency. We were producing more oil and gas than any other country. I, I, this, this line by the White House, one day that they say they're pro-drilling, the next day they say they want to shut down the drilling industry. Would you want, Think about it this way, Sean and David. Would you want to invest in an industry, billions of dollars, when the, when the president of the United States says it wants, he wants to shut you down? And then he's saying, why aren't they investing in these uh, oil permits that they're providing? Because everything they're doing is trying to block American investment. It's very simple, Sean. This president has declared war on American oil and gas and coal, but he hasn't declared war on oil and gas and coal that comes from China, that comes from Russia, that comes from Iran, and now from Venezuela. You know, it really is amazing, David Bonson, when we have all these resources, in every way I can I list, every way imaginable, America benefits by being energy independent, and the reluctance, the resistance, the steadfast refusal even to consider domestic production, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And, and Peter's question is a question I've been asking for a long time, and that is, what's the difference to Mother Earth if you if you produce a, a barrel of oil in America versus, let's say, an OPEC country or Saudi Arabia or Iran or Russia or Venezuela. I mean, if anything, we do it cleaner, we do it faster, we do it cheaper. 
It costs less, and you don't have the transportation costs. You don't have the risk to the environment. So this is a classic case where the problem for the bad policy lies with the left and the problem for the inadequate argument lies with the right is we are not making the case you just made enough, Sean, that we are the environmentally superior alternative, that we, by advocating for our cleaner production of crude oil than global competitors, and by the way, our cleaner alternative using natural gas versus foreign country oil or uh, even coal production, that we we are doing the more environmentally friendly thing. And, and so I believe we have the right argument in every category, geopolitically, economically, and environmentally, but we ignore the environmental argument to our own peril. I want to answer Steve's question. He said, hypothetically, would you invest in companies when the president threatened to shut you down? Well, I have invested hundreds of millions of dollars of my own money and client capital in that very thing, and Exxon is up 86% this year, and Chevron's up 65%. You know why? Because the president's policies don't hurt the big guy. They hurt the little guy. They hurt the smaller drillers. And by the way, as much as they've been hurt, it's only going to get worse this winter. I mean, the projections are that uh, energy prices, heating your home prices, are going to be up anywhere between 30 and 45% from last year, and God forbid you live in Western Europe, you're going to be spending up to a third or more of your annual income just to heat your home at a minimal level. I think that that's the area that we have the right argument to make, that it's a supply-side problem, that we need more production. And when the president goes and fist bumps with a Saudi Arabian autocrat, when he is blaming stuff on Putin, by the way, the oil price right now today as we're talking is lower than it was the day Putin invaded Ukraine. I mean, do people know that? The biggest move higher in oil prices started before he. Now, we did get higher, and it's come lower. There's been volatility. But my point is, blaming this on Putin is irrational. He came in and signaled he wasn't going to allow more production, and markets responded accordingly. We still, to this day, and I said this last time I was on your show, we're not using as much oil right now today as we were before COVID. Demand is still not back to the way the place it was before, and yet oil prices are double. Why is that? Because of inadequate supply. This is a production problem, and it needs to stop. Sean, can yeah, I make a related point to this, which sure. is, that makes me even more angrier than the Venezuela story? And this happened a week before that, which is the president went to the Middle East for this uh, carbon. Uh, you know, uh, uh, conference on global warming. And he came, he made an agreement with these other nations that the United States of America owes $1 billion in, quote, climate reparations to the rest of the world. That is insanity. Come on. It was because the United States used fossil fuels that we had the industrial revolution, that we create, that we created technology, that we created the breadbasket for the world. We've provided $500 billion of foreign aid for the rest of the world, Sean. And this president of the United States says we owe these countries money. I mean, my blood is boiling about that. All right, quick break. We'll come back more with our economic experts, David Bonson and Stephen Moore on the other side. Then your calls, 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming 
to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, and now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers, Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Camel. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. <laughs> You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. And I'm really happy to announce that Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, and now they're giving you coverage in over 50 countries as well. You get unlimited talk and text and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of the big carriers, Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash Sean. Do it now. You save an additional 50% off your first month. Make the switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Hey. I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I 
detached from my, this idea of what, do, is that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair, it's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia, and you get me, George Camel. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. <laughs> You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. He's no show Joe. No kidding. Have a problem? Stayed in trouble? No power? No water? No heat? No Joe. <laughs> yep. He's too busy taking a nap. It's a sad state of affairs. Sean Hannity. All right, we continue with our economic team. Uh, David Bonson, Steve Moore are with us. Well, it should be. I mean, it's just... All of the problems, I don't care if we're talking about the border or the price of energy and eliminating energy independence, uh, every single issue we are dealing with, law and order, no bail laws, defunding the police, uh, the problems we have in our, our woke schools by not teaching, reading, writing, math, science, arithmetic, and computers, it's all, these are self-imposed problems and all preventable and all easily fixable, but it's not going to happen with these people in power. Uh, anyway, David Bonson, thank you. And Stephen Moore, thank you. We appreciate both of you being with us. Uh, 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the program? We'll hit the phones. we got a great Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. All right, it's Christmas. It's the holiday season. Time for giving gifts and having parties with friends and family and get-togethers. And hopefully you getting all the compliments you've ever wanted and looking your best, even years younger, thanks to Chamonix and Genucel. Uh, Linda, you use all of these products. They work fast. People love them. And and everybody's tried to duplicate them with no success. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. You've got this awesome product made in America. Terrific company. They've got, you know, their personnel has been with them forever. And, they're, you know, the product, one of the things that I'll say is the product stays the same. It's always the same. It has the same effects. It works great. It's not, It's never a hit or miss. You know what you're getting with GenuCell. You can go to GenuCell.com. They have a subscribe and save. They have awesome popular packages. I use the hyaluronic acid. I use the Crystal's microdermabrasion. It is an awesome Christmas gift for anybody. Right now, through the holidays, their most popular package is 70% off. Just go to the website, genucell.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. You can treat yourself and loved ones to the absolute best that skincare has in the world. And you'll get rid of those forehead wrinkles, those fine lines, skin redness. If you have bags and puffiness under your eyes, a sagging jawline, they have something for everybody. Anyway, go to genucell.com. Enter the special code Sean, S-E-A-N, and you get an additional 10% off your entire order. And every order today is instantly upgraded to free express shipping. That's genucel.com slash Sean, genucel.com slash Sean, or from our friends at Chamonix. The Sean Hannity Show. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. It's going to be interesting when Elon Musk's uh, releases the suppression. I, I think it's related to Hunter Biden's laptop. In the weeks leading up to the 2020 election, everybody, oh, no, that looks like Russian disinformation. Russian disinformation. We can't 
allow people to put out misinformation on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, or any social media, all turns out to be true. Now you have the ex-Twitter safety chief, this guy Yoel Roth is his name, admitting that the Hunter Biden laptop censorship was a mistake. Listen to this. Do you remember the uncertainty of the of the whole story? We didn't know what to believe. We didn't know what was true. There was there was smoke. And ultimately for me, uh, it didn't reach a place where I was comfortable removing this content from Twitter. But it set off every single one of my finely tuned APT28 hack and leak campaign alarm right, bells. So it looked possibly problematic. Everything about it looked you like a hack not, and leak and you smelled did not like want a hack to do that. Leak, but it didn't get there for me. When you feel a responsibility to protect the integrity of the conversations on a platform from foreign governments expending their resources to interfere in an election, um, there were lots of reasons why the entire industry was on alert and was nervous. But a mistake. And again, for me, even with all of those factors, it didn't get there for me. But so it was a mistake. In my opinion, yes. In my opinion, yes. You think? Oh, Linda, did you know I could have been an all-American quarterback? Did you know I could have played professional hockey? Do you know? Do you realize that I could have pitched no hitters in the in Major League Baseball? Did you have any idea of that? I actually just found out yesterday that you were a champion soccer player. That's I'm, I'm telling. That was news. <laughs> that was actually news you yesterday. Never knew. By the way, I, and I hated soccer. I never liked soccer. I never. I never had played before. And by the time, you know, I played one year, I was the guy that was kicking the corner kick, you know, the corner kick is in soccer. Absolutely not. You have no idea. All right. Not well, anyway, uh, and I was, you know, and I would score the most goals, but we had a horrible team because we had a small class of less than 100 kids. And then we'd be playing these big schools and getting our asses kicked. The only, the only, the only sport I could have an impact in and win games against bigger schools was when I was pitching. And if I was on, there was there was two Sean Hannity's when I pitched. The one where I threw strikes and I had a wicked sinking curveball, uh, and I was on my game. Or the day that I'd be throwing it over the backstop and I couldn't get a single ball over the plate. There was no in between for me. Does that make so? Any it was sense? either you were winning or you were losing. Yeah, but at least at least I had the ability to win for the team if I was pitching. You know, we just score one run or I'd hit a home run too. Listen, baseball like would have been a much easier career, I'm just saying. <laughs> because Joe Biden said, I, I could have been an All-American football player. I think he played for one semester, and I'm not even sure he even played. Listen. So that's why uh, the blue and gold. Any of you are state folks, uh, just remember. Just remember, for, for all of you looking at the tie, it's Delaware, okay? For you from the University of Michigan, it's Michigan. Hey, uh... It's great to be here. It really is. Jeff, thanks. Thank you, Jeffrey, for your introduction. I really mean it. It's a big deal. And you're a big guy. As, as I told you, if I had you running in front of me when I was playing flanker back, I could have been an All-American, man. Could have been big. Could have been big. Could have been an All-American, man. Come on, man. All right, let's get to our busy phones. Mike in South Dakota. Mike, uh, obviously you guys are happy with your governor who we just had on. How are you? I'm good. Hello, you, Sean. Thanks for what you um, do. Thank you, sir. What's going on? Uh, um, I just want to say uh, Christy Nolm's doing a great job here. We really appreciate her. And, and you're right. She doesn't look a day over 29. 
But um, well, anyway, I just say that talking- to everybody. I mean, it's it's sort of a saying. I think the <laughs> real year is thirty nine. Like Linda is what you're twenty one. Did you turn twenty one? Forever. I am twenty one. Forever. Every birthday, you know, I get the big crown. It says here you are. You're legal now. Welcome to the club. It's an amazing. Yeah, by experience. the way, Mike, I've asked Linda. I said, by the way, how old are you? You are not allowed to ask that question. That did is correct. That? I did indeed. I'm like, okay, why not? You, but, it's rude. It's very rude. Why is that rude? You can't ask, ask the following. Okay, I'm going to give you an etiquette lesson. Are you ready? And, I'm, and I apologize right, Mike, to the caller. Mike, we're not going to take your time away. Let's let's get an etiquette lesson, shall we? Is Mike, I think Mike will agree with me. Actually, Mike's going to be Mike, like, don't yes. Don't agree with anything you can't, she says. You can't, you can't ask a lady her her age or her weight, Sean. That's just Mike. Rude. Well done. You can also not ask either either person. You cannot ask men, women, whatever. You cannot say how much do you earn. You cannot say how much do you pay for your mortgage? How much did you pay for your house? Uh, what's your rent? You can't ask any of these things. Do you Not know how many people I help buying their first piece of property and they're worried about buying it? I mean, do you know how many people... I I have to ask those questions. But that's you giving money. Give them an intelligent that's not, answer. That, that's not you asking them how much well, money they make. I not ask anybody's weight. I mean, look, I was actually... It was during the Patriot Awards. I went on Fox and Friends the next morning and we were talking about something that I had said on stage that, you know, we go out in public. And how many times do you hear people say, oh, you're taller in person? Wow, you're you look so much younger in person. You're skinnier in person. So I'm like, oh, so I am uh, short, old. And I used to say the word the F word. But now I have to say, oh, and I'm heavy on TV. Because apparently you're not allowed to use the word fat anymore, right? Oh, really? Apparently. It's I don't called know. I don't, shaming. But the I, only I, one I'm shaming is myself. I think when you talk about yourself, you can say whatever you want. Okay, so I have a little bit of fat around my tummy. I wish I didn't have. I can't get rid of it. <laughs> okay. All right. Makes me a little heavy. Anyway. Mike, that Mike, wasn't so ahead. bad, right? Mike agrees with me. Yeah, I do. Uh, what's but, going on, Mike? How are you? I'm good. Um, anyway, um, I was wanted to touch base on on this uh, little supply chain with the trains and the and the union and all this happy stuff. Um, you know, with with Trump throwing his hat back in, and of course he's got you know everything everything he does. The 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 Dems just go after him, and nothing ever sticks. But you know, if we'd have him in there. Um, there's no way this would have happened. He's a businessman, and he could he could negotiate this. And I I put out a challenge, and I don't know if legally he can, but I put out a personal challenge to Mr. Trump to to get in the middle of this because Joe said he was going to broker it, and he obviously can't get it done. Let's get Mr. Trump in there, give him some pers- you know some some good PR, positive PR, and have him get in and get it done. I don't you know you know, I don't what, I, you know what I'd like to see. I don't know if he should get involved in this one. You know this WNBA basketball player? What's her name again, Linda? Uh, Brittany Griner. So I wish she'd get involved in the Brittany Griner case. And this 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 poor woman is in jail for nine years. I guess she had a you know a, a small amount of marijuana with her. Now was it smart to bring it to Russia? No. Uh, should she maybe get some penalty? Okay, fine. I can understand that. Nine years is like a death sentence for an athlete because those are the the earning years. You only have so many physical earning years if you're playing professional sports. And I bet you Donald Trump could negotiate her release. I would love to see that. 
bet he could too, and I bet he could negotiate. He could be the man that saves Christmas. He could be our modern modern day AC Gilbert and save Christmas because if the supply chain stops, there's going to be a lot of little kids and a lot of families that ain't going to have anything. And if they do have something, it's going to cost so much. That Listen, they Joe Biden to told us in September he had resolved the yeah. issue. He was involved yeah. himself. Well, yeah, his, and, then, his... and then now, and now they wants to make make us sound more and more communist, which I know it's legal because they signed off on the congressional for the Congress to get involved in it. But that's what communist nations do. They tell people they have to work. I mean, you don't have mm-hmm. to work, but and if you and if you want to work more, you can you can go out and get another job. That's the American way. Telling people that they have to go to work is not the American way. And listen, that's, that's these sound like pretty good paying jobs. They're offered a twenty four percent increase in pay. Uh, they're offered a uh, average person that is in the union will get eleven thousand dollars back pay bonus. It seems like a pretty good deal to me. Uh, however, we all know that in the end, we the taxpayers will subsidize as we always have Amtrak and a lot of other railways. Uh, it is a vital part of the economy. Joe created the problem, said he solved the problem. He didn't solve the problem. And you know what? This is their problem. They love organized labor. Now, all of a sudden, they don't love organized labor. Let's see how this plays out. This is their mess. They created it. And I think it's up to them to solve it. You know, but you're right about I tell you who will benefit. Truckers will benefit. And frankly, they've been struggling so much. I think they need a break, a break like this anyway, in, in that sense. Uh, but look, for the people that are going to be out of work, I don't want anybody out of work. Nor do I want any more disruption in our supply chain. Uh, anyway, appreciate the call, Mike. Glad you're there. Uh, Jed in Florida. Jed tried to call yesterday, I believe, and your cell was kicking out. What's going on, sir? Hey, thanks for uh, taking my call, John. Uh, by the way, when you become the dog catcher, I want to be your sidekick. Man, do you have like a Sports Illustrated football phone? You have the worst phone. All right, hang on. But uh, let's see if we can get a better line for Jed in Florida. Bella is in Minneapolis. Bella, how are you? Glad you called. I'm fabulous, Sean. How are you? I'm good. What's going on? So you and I have been talking about the most important election ever since 2009. First time I called you. By the way, you were my first. You're the first talk radio host I ever called into. But my concern Mm. is this, Sean. You know, we've got we've got such a great opportunity, as you always say it. We're going to fix it. We're going to get it right. But how can we do it if we don't fundamentally change our election process? And that's what's really concerning to me. Donald Trump is running. And, I, you know, I know that he's very, very smart. He's not running and reannounce his campaign if he doesn't think that he can win. But how can we vote him in with the current system if we don't fix it? The system that I would like, I've been explaining, and that is make Election Day a national holiday. Um, you, can make, you make exceptions for absentee voting for the sick, the elderly, military, people that will be out of town. And they can apply for an absentee ballot. They get it. They show the proper ID. And we can have integrity in the system. Then you have voting day. And you have partisan observers in every precinct watching the voting taking place. If there's any irregularities, it gets reported immediately. And then the vote counting, as soon as the polls close, begins. And the poll counting should be observed up close by partisan observers. We'll know the results at the end of the night, and everybody would be happy. A lot of countries do it. It uses paper ballots. It works. It has the most integrity and gives us the most confidence in the results. 
Now, the problem is, and I have two friends of mine that took issue with what I said yesterday about this, and I knew there were going to people, I knew there'd be people that wouldn't like what I said. With that said, that is not the system we currently have. The only way that's ever going to change is on the state level. If you go back to January of 2021, I kept saying that states need to adopt election integrity measures so we have confidence in the results of elections. Okay, so I went through everything that would, would, comp, would, that would consist of election integrity, and I had my list. I won't repeat it now. And my point is, is that the only way you're going to change it is if you work the system you have and win. Like right now, I would tell the people of Georgia, I can promise you that Herschel Walker can win this runoff against Raphael Warnock. He can win this race. But you've got to understand the system is what it is. In early voting, the first two days, I looked at the numbers and I said to myself, holy Adam Schiff, it didn't look good to me. Numbers are now looking much, much better than what I saw on days one and two. So I would say to the people in Georgia, every Republican, every conservative, flood the zone. Accept that this is the system and push Herschel over the plane. Let him cross the plane and be your new senator. But if you stay home because you don't like the system, you're only screwing yourself and the entire country because we really need that 50th senator for the Republicans. So let's see what happens. All right. So the left is in a massive, massive, massive panic over these investigations, especially by Jim Jordan and Congressman James Comer. Uh, Jim Jordan will update us. His Judiciary Committee will be looking into whether or not the FBI is politicized and whether or not the DOJ is weaponized, while Comer simultaneously is looking into the Biden family syndicate, and they will go hand-in-hand hand together because they had the Hunter laptop forever at the FBI. Why didn't they do anything with it? Anyway, Jim Jordan tonight on Hannity, uh, Governor Christie Nome and her effort to stop these Chinese government from spying on you, the American people. Uh, Josh Hawley tonight. Uh, also, the story that we told you earlier in the program, convicted pedophiles being released in massive numbers. The reporter that broke that story will join us. So just say you DVR, 9 Eastern, Hannity on the Fox News Channel. We'll see you then. We'll be back here tomorrow. Thank you for making this show possible. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia. And you get me, George Campbell. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. (laughs) You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts.